like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ilya Bodner on the line. He is the founder over at Bold Penguin, uh, and they are taking on the insurance industry. I'm excited to get into what that means. Um, Ilya, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I, I definitely want to get more into Bold Penguin and what it, what it means to take on the insurance industry and how you're helping your clients. Um, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Um, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I immigrated to the U.S. at a young age and came straight to Columbus, Ohio, got Midwestern roots, went to Ohio State University. And really, any way I looked, anywhere I looked in my family, uh, everyone was owning their own small business, trying to name, make a name for themselves. And it sort of just ingrained in me the American dream. You know, anywhere you look, you can be whatever you want to be. There are no limits. Uh, there are no feelings. You can break through whatever you want. So I had this attitude, this fire in me, I feel like from birth, where you could just be and build whatever you want to build. Uh, so I never even thought twice uh, about what I wanted to become when, I, when I'm older. And that's owning my own business, running my own show, and being an entrepreneur. Wow, that's a that's a great story, and um, I think you know a lot of people just take that uh, that idea of, and I, I love that you said you immigrated at a pretty young age. I, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, kind of take that for granted that we have the ability here to you know really pursue what we want. And there's just so there's a lot in terms of resources uh, and and just material and people willing to help. It's just really, um, I, I feel like it's a whole entrepreneurial revolution taking place, not just here, but worldwide. Um, that, Absolutely. You know, we're, all, we're all participating in, which is just really, I don't know if there's been another moment in time quite like this, um, where um, we're all working towards, you know, advancement. I mean, it's, it's just been, I, I think it's great that you bring that up. Um, if there's a lot of younger entrepreneurs listening or would be or first time um, and, and they're thinking about starting their first business, um, what kind of advice would you give them, Ilya? Yeah, I think about that a lot, actually, and uh, partly because I'm in the startup world all day long and I want to understand what kind of message I can pass along even to my kids. And I would say this, taking back to the beginning, I've carried this with me for a long time. Any business has three legs to the stool. You have an idea, you have great people running it, and you have capital. Those are the three things that you need to have. You need to have all three uh, of the right size. So idea, everyone's got ideas. But without the right people running it, it's sort of false. Idea with the right people with no money behind it, you're always strapped. You're always doing things that may not lead to a perfect product. Or business but when you can line up those three at equal size or equal length uh, you really get something stable when you have a lot of capital but no idea you can see how that falls when you have mm -hmm. capital and great people but a, a sad or bad idea you can see how that falls you really need to have all three to have a solid foundation 
I look at everything and approach everything through that lens. And I encourage all the young listeners on this uh, podcast to think about that uh, three legs to the stool. Mm. I love it. I mean, all the three legs I just wrote down, idea, people, and capital. I have not heard it explained quite that way, and I think that's great nuts and bolts for for vetting and testing any idea that you have um, in general um, as an entrepreneur. Um, and just knowing that there's going to be a little bit of give and take if you don't, you know, you may not start out with all three perfect, right? <laughs> you, get, you, have to do what you have to do to get it out there, but as you're building, you know if you're weak on people, maybe that's where you, what you need to strengthen. If you're, you're, you're good on the idea, I mean, it may, be, it may be the capital that you have to really work on to get right um, so that you're creating the correct product that you know um, your idea is worthy of. So, no, I love that advice. Um, Ilya, let's let's change it up a bit. I want to talk a little bit more about what you're doing as founder over at uh, Bold Penguin. So what kind of clients are you helping and what exactly are you helping them with? Yeah, let's take a step back and talk about commercial insurance. That's where Bold Penguin lives. And a lot of people don't encounter this or don't think about it. But commercial insurance where a business buys insurance is predominantly done through an agent or a broker. So a big insurance company has a lot of insurance agents or brokers that represent them that offer insurance on their behalf to businesses. The interaction between that distribution channel, the agents and brokers, and the insurance company is pretty old school, for lack of better words. A lot of pen and paper, uh, a lot of email, a lot of workflows. Believe it or not, there's still some fax submission, uh, PDF prints. And so what Bull Penguin is trying to do is digitize as much as possible, streamline as much as possible that interaction between the agent broker and the insurance company. Uh, we are not disruptive. Uh, we are not blow up and build robo-advisor type of business. We're the complete opposite. We're trying to find a precision tool, a platform. We're trying to build laser-focused uh, processes that enable everyone in this space. So in the end, it's a win-win-win. The end consumer, the small business or the mid-sized business, has an easier way to get commercial insurance. The agent broker that's in the middle has a smoother way to interact with the insurance companies. And of course, the insurance companies themselves can find a more profitable, most cost-efficient way to process a lot of that application intake. What kind of trends are you noticing right now in your industry? Because I know I, I'm I'm really excited and, and, and in setting up this interview and understanding what you're trying to do with insurance, um, it's pretty groundbreaking because it's such a huge industry. But um, you said old school. I'll I'll take it a step further and say a lot of the processes are archaic. Like the fact, <laughs> right? A lot of no I'm, facts. Papers, I'm trying not like, to insult a, my client base what, that might what, be listening. No, to you this. don't have to. I you didn't, and you didn't have to. I did. It's okay. Don't worry. They're not gonna fire me. Uh, and you can still share this episode with them because then they'll know how much more you are helping them. 
So, I mean, yeah. I come from, I'm not in that field anymore, but I come from the wealth management background, 14 yep. plus years. Yep. And like, yep. so I know what it's like to working with different carriers and different things. And I remembered it, like if I had to call to, about a policy for some particular companies that I yep. won't say, um, I'm like, oh, wow, just letting the client know in advance, you know, this is going to take a couple of months. And they're like, what? Yep. I'm like, well, this is how it works. We're going to send in their paperwork. It's going to be the wrong paperwork. They're going to send it back. They're, we can be on the phone with them and help. But it's gonna, you're, like, there's going to be a back and forth. I've done this at least 10, 20 times with this company, and 90% of the time it has to go back again. It's just that they're in, their internal processes are broken. Um, and, yep. you know, they're big companies. And, you know, I, I understand we're all doing the best work we can. I believe that they're trying to do the best. But, you know, it, it, it takes a, a lot to move a big ship, and those are some big ships. Um, so you yep. can't just, like, turn quick like a race car. Um, so that being said, now that I've teed up the industry in a little bit clearer way for, for our audience, um, that being said, what kind of what kind of um, uh, things do you see on the horizon, like in, in terms of like, because you, I would, I would call, I would say you're in the fintech space and what you're trying to help with, uh, with processes. Um, not, not obviously as a robo advisor, but just for the audience, fintech doesn't mean just a, a robo advisor or just or disruptive. Um, it, uh, it can mean improving processes and other things for the betterment of the entire industry, um, even with the current, um, the current, the the current um, hierarchy or players. Um, so I, I like that you made that distinction. But So what kind of trends do you notice that are going on and what do you kind of see on the horizon um, in, in insurance and in what you're working on? Yeah, the new category that's emerging is called InsureTech. It's built on the back of FinTech, which you just referenced. FinTech financial technology uh, or technology in the financial sector uh, is now leaking into the insurance technology convergence where insurance and technology can be in the same sentence, uh, which is very new. So I, I believe we're living in a renaissance for technology in the insurance sector. We finally have the adoption, the outside uh, forces, the sort of uh, uh, collaboration that's necessary to allow technology to make insurance a little bit better to upgrade it. Uh, we are fortunate enough to live in a time where uh, auto insurance has broken through and became a little bit easier to consume. Uh, so home insurance and life insurance and commercial insurance, those are all other types of insurances that are following suit where you can get a lot of that uh, to be closer to the way that consumers are more used to buying things like they buy on Amazon. Um, where it's a lot of clicking through, tapping through, a lot of intuitive movement. And so uh, I actually am seeing a lot of really positive movement towards a place where the consumer experience is better, while the control, the sophistication, and the uh, uh, actual uh, ways that insurance is consumed and used is not being changed all that much. So you get to preserve an industry that's deeply rooted in uh, stability uh, and having that kind of control uh, while giving it a, a facelift or an upgrade of how you interact with it. 
I love that. And I, I you taught me a new term today, InsureTech. I was not aware of that. So that that is pretty new mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, I knew FinTech existed and a lot of other ones. I love this, InsureTech. Come on, learn, yep. learn a new word today. I love doing this podcast. Oh, yep. uh, <laughs> no, I love it. Um, and it also, and, and when you think about buying patterns and what's going to happen next, it's just so intriguing to me because realistically speaking, like for other companies, like there's no way. You think of um, a millennial age group you think of i mean i don't know it's i because i i'm of that industry i was kind of raised in that industry i've always made the um the uh I guess you'd say the the trade off and understood. Oh, this is just the way it is. But for somebody that has no like qualm or isn't part of that industry or doesn't like, they don't understand why the UI or interface isn't it doesn't look as good as their Facebook or any other like social media <laughs> platform. It had. They're like, what? Why would I? Do I have? I have to spend money on this? Oh, it's auto insurance. Yep. They make me okay. But now you think about something like life insurance. You think you're getting some millennial to go buy life insurance on, on a piece of paper and it has XYZ and you're going through actuarial charts and like that. No, you're going to have to make it a little bit more interactive. You're going to have to make it a little bit more, I mean, in time, right? So it takes time, of course. But if we think about what it's going to look like the industry in 10 years, I love the revolution you mentioned. Um, it has to change. If it doesn't, then, you know, the old guard will be replaced by the younger, newer. And I don't mean age. I just mean young as in, as in the company itself that, um, that you know, catered to the market and the way they, and their buying preferences. Um, so that's super exciting. I love it. Um, so it, Ilya, if somebody's listening to this, and you're you're obviously a leader in your field and in what you're doing, um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Bold Penguin or to connect, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? Boldpenguin.com, our website, has a good, quick little breeze into how we work and what we do. Always best to connect with me on LinkedIn or with anyone that works at Bold Penguin on LinkedIn. We're very responsive can dive in whether you're on the distribution side, agent brokers and sure techs, or you're on the manufacturing side, carriers, MJs, reinsurers. We have a pretty slick, solid solution for you. And of course, if you're just an enthusiast and want to learn more, uh, either the website or finding us on LinkedIn is the best way to go. All right. Well, hey, Ilya, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing um, some of your background, how you got started as an entrepreneur. Love those three legs, the idea, the people in the capital. So going to hold that one with me and to the audience, as always, um, really appreciate you listening and tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Ilya, thanks again for coming on the show.